Welcome to the Salted Podcast, where we are translating and transforming our view of politics, pop culture, and personal preference. This episode, part three in our transhumanism series, discussing uploading our consciousness. Is this the thing of sci-fi novels and movies, or are we closer to escaping the limitations of our physical bodies than we think? Let's get salty. Welcome to the Salted Podcast. My name is Yon. This is Dan. And we are part three on our three-part series on transhumanism. And if you are a sci-fi nerd, you've loved it. If you are not, you may have hated it. But we are convinced that we are all kind of a little bit transhumanists in the way we engage the world, which is why we chose this topic and why we spent three distinct episodes on it. And we are on part three. Um, hopefully you haven't had any uh, body modifications and or augmented reality in the last couple of uh, the time between listening to your la- our last episodes and now. But this episode we are on part three where we're talking about the fun stuff. I think the thing that everybody thinks of when they think of transhumanism and that's the idea of uploading our consciousness and how do we escape <laughs> The organ, the confines and the limitations of the organic. I'm oh, sorry, I cannot get, I cannot get past how sci-fi this is. Look, it I'm, sounds like it does not sound in any way like we're talking about reality. You listen, you cut off my commercial. Oh, I was oh, giving a, I was oh, like, I didn't know. Yes, uh, I mean, who doesn't want to escape the limitations and the bounds of the organic human matter and transcend into, upload our consciousness to, wherever we want. Yeah, let's say utopia. Let's say create a wonderful utopia. Yeah. And so that's what we're talking about, part three. Um, And we're also going to personal preference it at the end. We're going to talk about um, would you rather have the world end before this stuff happens or after? Or even is this going to necessitate the end of the world? Yeah. Uh, And so so we are going to give a quick, brief kind of overview on what transhumanism is. And... As we kind of discussed, transhumanism is something that we kind of, you know, when we talk about the first part is like morphological change. That was the first episode and the the first part of this episode. And we kind of talked about some of us might be a little bit more, you know, a little bit more down the line of, yeah, morphological freedom. I can change my physical body in any Mm -hmm. way I can to enhance it. Um, And then we talked last episode about um, augmented reality and kind of how do we, how do we, how does technology um, mediate and how do we view the world through technology? And this one we're talking about how do we take that next and final step of releasing and, and um, the limitations or or leaving the limitations of the physical body and uploading our consciousness and our mind. Um, and those are the three kind of the again the transhumanist worldview is is a philosophical and intellectual intellectual movement with which advocates the enhancement of the human condition. Now, do you like? I mean, who doesn't like enhancement? That's a wonderful yeah. world, right? By the way, is this essentially what the was happening in Avatar? Yeah, it's a it is a is yes. The, they were, uploaded their consciousness to a being. Right, yeah. I mean, there's a trans a transference of one's consciousness that yeah. was done. F- and the reason that was the movie's called Avatar is because he literally put himself, his mind, into an avatar. And then one of the purple people, blue people, I don't yeah, know what blue, color. Blue. Yeah, oh, are they blue? Um, and what are they called? I don't even know. What were they called? I don't know. Oh, it's a long time <laughs> ago. I saw it like weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> Evidently, there's a new Avatar movie out, which we've not seen. I have. Okay. It was weeks ago I saw it. <laughs> okay. 
We're such was, good friends. It was over three hours yeah. long, so I forget. If they mentioned the, the species name, I forgot you it. You forgot it. Well, yeah. yes, that's exactly what we're talking about. So how would you Gross upload sleeping. your mind and escape the limitations of what is a, uh, a the in the in the movie, the guy was paralyzed from the waist down yeah. and uh, got himself a new body. Yep. So the enhancement, right? And, there, and the enhancement is the usage of sophisticated technologies that can enhance the longevity and cognition of humanity. That includes genetic engineering, artificial intelligence, and cybernetic enhancements. And... Um, like I said, we're on part three. It's kind of a sequence of events through this, and that's morphological freedom. The, the, the worldview underlying, the reason we're talking about it, is there an underlying worldview that informs the way these things show up? And as Christians, we need to understand how these worldviews are informing um, our yeah. decisions and the decisions that people are making that's, kind of uh, culturally. That's huge, Joe. And it's, so this topic is relevant for the most part because... This is an idea that you can take it or leave it. This is a worldview that's being implemented by people who have the most power on the planet to implement anything they decide to. That's right. So we're not doing this because we're like, oh, there's a whole bunch of really, really wild ideas. Let's talk about one of the wild ideas. Right. Rather, this one breaks through because this is planned, described, and being implemented, and the and the technology is there to do it, and therefore uh, we find it relative, rele- very much relevant to say, hey, this is a competing worldview to right. the Christian worldview. Yep. And I think we mentioned in the same way that the the exponential growth of I just watched a little video of when Steve Jobs introduced the iPhone, and it's like that seems a long time ago, but the exponential growth from that little conversation to, okay, now we're, yeah. we're talking about all of this technology and all this stuff like that happens really quickly. And we yep. need to figure out, we need to talk about the worldview and our underlying foundational principles before we find ourselves in the midst of this, trying to figure out what yeah. to do. Yeah. Good so, point. so we're going to, let me, we're going to play you a little clip. Okay. We'll, we'll play everyone a little clip and uh, you can kind of get an idea of the end state of some of someone who would be a considered, a trans, what the kind of the end state of this transhumanist worldview looks like. And so it, it kind of paints a picture of what they're aiming to do. And uh, this is from a, a gentleman named Yuval Noah Harari. And uh, he's an author, historian, and a writer. And this is a this is a, um, a World Economic Forum talk that he did. And he's actually kind of warning about what could happen. He's written a couple books about history and then also kind of what's going to happen in the near future. But he's kind of warning... Um, what could happen and uh, it's a when you listen to these when you listen to it it's pretty shocking so pay close brace attention. yourself yeah brace yourself all of life for four billion years dinosaurs amoebas tomatoes humans all of life was subject to the laws of natural selection and to the laws of organic biochemistry but this is now about to change Science is replacing evolution by natural selection with evolution by intelligent design. Not the intelligent design of some god above the clouds, but our intelligent design and the intelligent design of our clouds, the IBM cloud, the Microsoft cloud, these are the new driving forces of evolution. And at the same time, Science may enable life, after being confined for four billion years to the limited realm of organic compounds, science may enable life to break out into the inorganic realm. 
so there's your la- <laughs> the la the, what do you think of that when you hear it uh i think it's a science fiction speech by a leader of a, a cosmic planet right <laughs> yeah and the cosmic planet is basically the cos the leader of the cosmic planet is basically saying um we are a whole new species and we have we have a whole new set of values and we are not bound to human evolution and natural selection but we have designed almost like a super villain we have designed our own we've engineered our own consciousness right yeah, yeah that's what i think of it's pretty shocking when you hear someone say we're going to be an we're going to use intelligent design and not not some intelligent design from some god up in the clouds but our own intelligent design yeah and then to say we're uh going to be god yep and yeah. it's pretty interesting cuz you hear the there's actually the atheistic worldview of like kind of like the supernatural power in the atheistic worldview is kind of natural selection and then if you have the theistic worldview is like okay there's a there's a a god a theistic who's kind of guiding and shepherding things this guy has gone on to say that both of those things will be usurped um, oh, both man. the natural selection process, right. but then also the if you're a, if you're a, a theist, right? The 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 divinity who's guiding, and it's all going to be usurped by science, and we're going to rely on our own intelligent design to right. ultimately, at the end, he says, escape the four hundred or four hundred billion years of being confined to the organic, which wow. is, I mean, I mean, who doesn't want that? Yeah. When you think when you hear, it, yeah. think about it every day. Yeah. When you hear that, I, I mean, some people might think hear that and say. Wow, isn't that incredible? Look what we're doing. Yeah. People like me hear it and say, wait, wh- what are we doing? <laughs> What's the idea here? And the goal is to say, you know, we're going to be gods and have the power to create life. And when we, again, this is, I think, when we say, well, people, when we think of the word transhumanism, this is kind of the ultimate end state where we say, this is, this gentleman is warning about what could happen. Um, ironically, he talks about what the elites are going to do as he's literally speaking to a room full of elites of the wow. most powerful people in the world. Um, but he's like, this is the stuff when we think of transhumanism, we envision a sci-fi scenario of like uploading our consciousness into a computer and living immortally in a machine. Um, and this person demonstrates that and says that but it's not necessarily the most dominant idea of transhumanism and i think as we talk about this we're going to realize we might already be contributing to some of the you know some of what this gentleman says are Mm -hmm. the building blocks to get where um to the world that he just described so um they kind of uh, there is a again I mean, uploading our consciousness, is that really what we're talking about? Yes. And transhumanists kind of disagree on how this might actually happen. How do we escape the physical, the limitations of our physical bodies uh, and create our own intelligent design? Um, they say there's a couple of things that you got to start with. And this is, I think, where the alarming stuff is for us is why we have to, we have to, our ears have to kind of perk up and say, well, this is, this pertains to us is because it starts with the uploading of data. And they would say that, um, you some observers have already said that we're pretty much putting a lot of our brains online mm. as it is. Now, what are some things that you put online well, uh, currently? Yeah, I already know that a lot of our my brain is online because when I browse any of the social media that I don't post on, but I browse, right. there's ads that know exactly what I've been clicking on and, and basically what my trending uh, preferences are. Right. Yep. And they're very much, um, 
you know, they're very much got into some, yeah. Anyway, so that's, um, that's obvious to me that a lot of my preferences, my recreation, um, some of the things that I like to kind of study up on life hack stuff, it's, it's all just pumped into my stream. Right. Yeah. I mean, we, I think we underestimate how much of our brains of our quote unquote consciousness we put online. Mm-hmm. I think maybe generationally for me, I, I may not feel it as acutely because I don't post on social media, yeah. but there are some people. And if you're one of the people listening, it's a, it's a constant thing to post and you're constantly posting what's going on. And you know, even if you take a picture of your food, like, here's what I'm eating, where yeah, I am. Where what, I am yeah, yeah. Here's my thoughts on this situation. Here's my thoughts on that situation. Here's my family. Here's, uh, I mean, I mean, Google maps, there's a, um, there's a way you can access your full year's locations right. where you've gone and the route you took <laughs> yep. and it'll show you, you can turn this off, but if you don't turn it off, I think it, it knows and remembers for you, uh, where your phone's been. Yep. So you can pinpoint where you were at whatever time, whether the maps is on or not. Yep, exactly. How about that? I mean, it's <laughs> the location. Yeah, location tracking. You, um, purchasing habits, like the things that you buy. I mean, there's. I mean, why does again? Why does Wegmans give you a discount? Well, because they know what you buy and they yeah. can push you specific targeted advertising. Yeah. Like amazing um, com, um, communication, right? I mean, like. Gmail reads your emails yep. kind of sifts through them, your text messages. There's even, I mean, have, have you probably experienced it where I have, where you're, you're having a conversation about something then you on your, you on your phone. You're like, wait, why is there an advertisement oh, yeah. for a pair of shoes that I was just talking to yep. my friends about? I mean, happens all the time. Yep, yep. I mean, I'm, I mean, they, they say that our phones are, I mean, they're listening to us. Right. So all to say is this idea of uploading our consciousness we're already kind of doing that. Not right. kind of. We're already doing it yep. to a ex- significant extent because um, we're uploading everything, a lot of the things that are going on in our brain and in our mind. Right. The things we happening. think, desire, the things we want to look at, um, some of the aspects of who we are, our preferences, personalities are being are being uh, collected and caught right yep. on right on our our usage of the yep. uh, of uh, any connectivity. Sure. Yep. And so we're uploading again. This process of uploading our consciousness starts with data. So we're uploading our data, our minds right. online, um, and then. But I mean, that doesn't mean that doesn't again that doesn't equate to consciousness uploading. Right. Um, because there's some there's some unsolvable issues that this foundation is built on. That's right actually uploading your consciousness where you're immortal and you're uploading like the idea of your, your however you would dis- define consciousness you're able to think and reason and live immortally Th- those are things i think we can't necessarily do yet but that's the starting point is uploading the data and gathering all the data yeah. to do it what uh, do you what's off the top of your head yon do you you're a forward thinking change person what do you think about if you take if you take where we're headed with this in terms of the Christian worldview, are you do you find yourself prone to cheer on those advancements or to um, I mean at 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 most would you say uh, I'm for this instinctively or are you instinctively cautious or are you instinctively I would never this never appeal this would never appeal to me <laughs> I. Uh, it re- like it appeals to me. I like the idea. It appeals to me. I'm kind of a, um, yeah, we can do it. Build a, build a big society. It'd be wonderful to do all this. But then ultimately, I don't. The trusting, 
the people behind right, it. I don't okay. have any trust in actually doing it. And I don't have any trust in the people's motives even might be good. But then. So conceptually. Yeah. Conceptually. It's cool. Behind. It's like, oh, you can, you can, yeah, let's, you know, let's change, let's, let's use all this technology right. to enhance our lives and stuff. But I also don't, I think we're, we're sliding into the Wally future where everyone's just kind of are, we don't, this is why we love the podcast because we have to understand why things are happening, not just what they're right, happening and right. how many people are thinking about, wait a minute, why is this person like, why am I so connected to social media and why do they, you know, why do I always have to check it? Yeah. Why they, I just don't trust people's or companies and big people's motive right, motivations. Right. So, and I don't, and we're, they literally just said we want to be like God. I mean, like I know. that has not worked out well for oh humanity in the gosh, future. Not an ounce of, yeah, yeah, there's not an ounce of humility in there. No, so that's interesting because I I think um, I'm I'm with you on that. I would never trust who is who is actually making the decisions or the motives or so on. In fact, I mean, just listening to that phrase, um, you know, be a god and be our own god or be the god, whatever. It's 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 crazy. Yep. Um, uh, at the same time. Um, I don't. I don't think I would mind one bit if we were trans. If we had a transhumanist uh, or a transhuman military, right? We're like building Iron Man type sure. creatures. With right. uh, I would. I don't think I would mind that one bit until someone decides. Until they what if we? Need, we <laughs> yeah, yeah, was, yeah, exactly. Like, what if we? What if we use this to kind of clear out the public square of the people that are right. demonstrating? What if we? Yeah. Look at all those pro-lifers. Let's right. round them yeah. up. Yeah. Who are the religious people who are saying that, you know, you have a soul and right. you know, transcending your, we're not going to exactly. create ourselves. Like, well, let's get those pesky voices Who's out against of the way. Yeah. Who's against what we're doing yeah. here? Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, again, this is, again, we're saying, we're, we would think, as you're listening, you're thinking, this can't be real. But there's already some stuff in progress is being made in this. There's like some inter information technology companies that are capable of replicating and recreating some of the highest levels of emotion and insight of an individual. And they would call this a cyber consciousness. So people are, they're actually capable of doing that. And then there's another area where they call it, there's a, a mind clone. And that that's the idea that there's digital files of thoughts, memories, feelings, and opinions um, that operate as a mind clone. And hmm. so you can access, you can upload all of your, I guess it's, it's kind of like if you've ever seen Harry Potter where they, they uh the memory they they put like little memories and the, they suck the little memory out and then they put it and it looks like a little thing of water and then you can put them anyways i'm sure it was terrific yes it's wonderful so um but that's kind of how it would be you can kind of upload your experience and it's a digit it's filed digitally somewhere but it's your actual um um experience of what you did so Again, we're well on our way to creating beings that exist digitally, and some people say digitally and independently, where there's actually conversations about do these digital and independent di entities deserve rights and other considerations, uh, similar to the way that we would have rights for individual right. humans, but then also like animal rights and stuff like that. Yeah, so. that's so weird. Isn't that weird? You create this whole new kind of transhuman version of humanity and then say, do they have rights? Right, yeah, it seems... <laughs> do they <laughs> I mean, I'm dying. Yeah, it's again. This is, it's very far fetched in the the in this type of stuff. But we're we're already doing it, and I and we're gonna get and we'll we'll talk about one more thing about why it's so. Uh, and there's another clip from this talk that this guy gave that is it's uh, that's it's the stunning realization of the potential of these ideas. But we'll get there in a second. But um, and ultimately, when you look at this, the goals are again moving from the biological to the digital, leaving our bodies behind for a more more durable body, 
mm. however that might be achieved, quote unquote body, right? It's durable yeah. and it's immortal and it's uh, and it, you can live forever. Um, you know what that reminds me of, Yon? Yeah. It reminds me of euthanasia. And here's why. Because the uh, the initial thought that somebody would legally end someone else's life because that person was suffering seemed so outrageous when that first kind of hit the culture i was like and i think I, I i the way i thought about it probably was the way a lot of people thought about it, it was like this is this is far out there this sure. is such a wild stretch to say that we humans are gonna um authorize doctors and nurses uh to end someone's life because they uh, somehow are suffering too much. They don't want to live anymore or whatever, right? And it was like, remember it was called doctor-assisted yeah. suicide for a while, still right? A, still yeah. a huge thing in Canada, research right. actually. Right, so. so so at first it seemed outrageous. Yeah. Then <laughs> as a person who has been close, parents in my case, to people who had very, very painful mm -hmm. suffer, right. um like gravely suffering end stages right. of life, yeah. you start to think, all right, I can see why a doctor and a, and a caregiver would say it's the best thing to just let this person escape this, sure. yeah. this, this um, uh, very, very painful and, and uh, corrupted human flesh, right? Just let them escape it. Yep. And, and this is why this, I thought of this, because in the transhumanist type of worldview, I can certainly understand initially we're like, whoa, this is just out of this world. This is so right. crazy. It's so sci-fi. I could see how corrupt and dis, dis, just disturbed this this really is. But at the same time, when you know somebody whose uh, existence is beginning to wither and there's a digital enhancement for whatever, right, right? Yeah. For, their, for their body or right. for their mind, like someone's just dying of this terrible, erosive poisonous mental illness and then the doctor's like hey actually there is a solution here we can actually program their mind to right be completely altered and enhanced yeah can you see how at some point or other you're kind of like that ain't terrible yeah yeah that's not terrible think, yeah and there's like and there's like the movie her if you i don't know if you said with joaquin phoenix but that's the movie where he kind of falls in love with a little he's like a digital girlfriend that he carries around mm. and he falls in, but in, in the same essence of like of some like people are very lonely and they're very and you know and they're looking for companionship in the world mm -hmm. like well how do you solve that well well you can create a little ai a little technological digital person that will that knows you because you've you know right. you've uploaded all of your preferences right. and everything That's to you huge. they know everything about you so you can and you add some the way chat gpt is then like you add some personality to it and suddenly you're like, okay, I'm interacting with a with a human being, and my my needs for inclusion and belonging and 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 connectedness go away because I've I've solved that problem in my life, and I live a live a more meaningful or purposeful life because right. I have some I have a relationship with some in the same way I'm meeting physical needs of 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 saying that yeah, let's program our brain to to eliminate um, the pain or the to, the misfiring. It it seems to solve problems it seems to right, solve exactly. real world problems with things that we would say no we don't want anybody to be lonely we don't it's, want everybody to be pain excruciating pain or yeah so it's so. just gonna say especially if it's relieving some of the ailments of the human condition right sure. yeah and 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 that's the you know that's the hard part of all of this when we think of again 
what is the as Christians, what's our worldview driving those things? And what as other as other people who are proponents of this, what's their worldview that's driving these things? And one of the things that is disconcerting, which I think is important for us to realize is as we're talking about all this um, digital immortality and escaping the limitations of the physical, um, this gentleman, Ural, who we who just heard in the clip, he goes on to say this is. This is the one. This is the question he posits uh, in his present presentation, which I think is the most concerning part as we think of why this is important. And this isn't the realm of science fiction. He says, "Who will be the future masters of the planet?" Oh now he's he's asking that at the World Economic Forum, which is the the um, one of the premier global leadership summits and kind of policy idea think tank places wow. after you discover who the new masters of the planet are you're going to have to do you're going to have to like right. discover <laughs> who the masters of the universe yes are. exactly yeah <laughs> that's i mean that's the obviously the aliens but you know <laughs> obviously reference our other episode on clearly on not that. yeah that's, the extraterrestrial. that's actually that's why yeah. um so he, he has who will be the future masters of the planet and this is why this matters to us his answer he says the people who own the debt the data oh my gosh and he says that he, he has he actually has a defining, he says this is the defining equation of life in the 21st century. And this is his equation. He says biological information, which is the biogenetic and we understand the human DNA and also biological information and even your own individual biological which, information. Which, by the way, I'm giving to Apple because totally, I yeah, use their health Biometrics, app. health yeah. apps, all that yeah. stuff. Yep. You're welcome, Apple. Yep, all the digitization of your health records. Um, biological information T- multiplied by computing power, which is artificial supercomputer type yeah. computing power, times data. So all of the data we just described that we're uploading right. equals, and he says it equals the ability to hack humans. Oh my god! <laughs> so the ability to he's and then he says he goes on to say once you can hack something, where you can modify right. it, make it better, you can go. You can then go on and create it you yourself. Engineer it. You can engineer it. Right. So wow. Again, you would think that I've just read you something from like an Isaac Asimov, like 1950s super sci-fi, but that is a real conversation and the ability to hack humans and who's going to be the future masters of the planet? The people who have the data. And there's already computing power. We're already giving away our biological information. They have that. And the only thing they need is all of our data and they have the ability to hack us. And they yeah. hack it in very myriad of ways. You know, you hack people's preferences by pushing them the stuff that they don't, that they don't even think that they want or right. need. Right. Um, and then you can ultimately hack their genetics and upload your mind to to the digital I mean, world. This is it. This is so obvious to Christians that this worldview is is colliding with their own. Right. I mean, I have to think that this is one of the more obvious. Man, this makes me uncomfortable as a Christian <laughs> type of topics, but maybe not. I mean, I, th- I when I hear stuff like that, when I hear, when you hear someone articulate, we want to, we want to be intelligent designers, and we want to hack of the, the human. Yes, and here's a formula for how we do it, and you're like, wait a minute, oh, man. that formula is currently happening right now. Right. So, that, I mean, that again, that's when we think of why should Christians care about this stuff? Well. There's a yeah, we're in the realm of where Christians are uncomfortable. And the question is, well, what do we do about it? And how yeah. do we actually engage people and actually not only not go down that road, but maybe even offer a 
alternative to this counterfeit to the good news of Jesus. But what's the what's the alternative that we would offer as Christians? Well, I think we start with the reason why we would oppose this isn't because we need another thing in the world that we dis- decide is immoral and we want to complain about it or oh, protest but it. That's right? not fun. Yeah. So um, we would be trying to find what exactly is the worldview the Christian worldview that would replace this worldview. Why do we hold something so dear and see the world the way that God has designed it and created it and then expects us to salt that earth and this world with something alive and different, um, distinct or in contrast or radiating or clearly attractive and winsome? What, What could that worldview be? And in the Christian worldview, the highest form of life enhancement is very, very clearly articulated in this in the biblical worldview and that is that we that life enhancement is the ongoing and increasing way in which um, we bear and reflect God's image it's also that which makes us a person mm-hmm. a unique person right. separate as a species from anything else is is that um, essentially humanity is upgraded by the work of God's spirit that's in, in us, that animates us, brings life and creative life to us. Um, and he does so with the goal of reflecting the image of himself, his own image. Uh, clearly, he doesn't ever intend for us to hack and engineer our own consciousness and reflect the glory of the human existence, right? So, um, Doesn't he, though? Yeah. <laughs> it oh. seems so obvious. Yeah. <laughs> it seems so obvious. Uh, so, you know, while this image of God was deformed by the fall, right, because we know that the image of God that he has designed us with originally in the garden um, with the very few, very first um, uh, humanity uh, has been uh, corrupted, defiled, and deformed by the fall, we see that in Genesis 3, creationists affirm that the impact of sin didn't destroy the destroy the nature of human mm. personhood right and it and it didn't uh, nor did the fall destroy the sacredness of the mortal body so even though it's corrupt uh, it's still sacred and right. even though personhood has been damaged and has been distorted it's still sacred right so we have this condition that we exist with which is our bodies our minds, our souls, it's all been distorted and damaged. But then God, uh, we know that has provided a means by which that would all be renewed and that would all be redeemed. And right. the Apostle Paul, he's talking about the the um, the incarnation of Jesus and subsequently, he, of course, Jesus dies and then he's raised to life again. And, and that is the transformational power of the individual believer into his or her ultimate state of being. It is through what Jesus has accomplished. And as biblically informed people, we learned we learned to worship a God who took on flesh, who became a person in order to redeem and to renew our humanity, meaning humanity doesn't renew itself. Right. God did that. He took the responsibility for do that to do that and incarnated in the flesh through Jesus to provide a way for a way in which we could basically enhance our existence from the current fallen corrupt condition back to the original design and it right. happens ever so slightly through the indwelling of the holy spirit right so renewal for christians what is that well it's not an escape renewal for christians um is is um uh, not an escape from the biological organic 
to the digital. Uh, God has redeemed the biological in Jesus. He's given us new life and even a glorified body. I'm reminded of Paul writing to the Romans, and he says, the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead. That kind of resurrection, animating creative life, renewing life. Jesus is dead, but the Holy Spirit brings him to life, and this is what he goes on to say. That's, that Spirit lives in you. Mm. And just as God raised Christ from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies. And he doesn't only mean life to your bodies to, res- to raise you from the dead so that your dead body is raised back to life like Jesus. He's also talking about he's bringing life to our mortal bodies that we currently exist in, right. and it's being right, renewed. Right. Yeah. It's being renewed. Um, now, again, we recognize, William Paul says, you know, that uh, we are, um, how does he describe it? Our bodies are, are withering, right? right yeah, to, yeah. They're groaning and withering right. towards the grave. Yeah. But there is a renewing that's occurring in our spirit. Uh, there's also, um, we recognize um, that he will, he, so he goes on in this verse and he says, and he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same spirit living within you. Later on in, in, in um, Corinthians, he says, your bodies are going to kind of go into the ground and then th- uh, at, the, at the right time, your bodies will come up out of the ground and the corruptible will be exchanged with the incorruptible. So what is he saying? He's saying that your renewal, your enhancement is something I orchestrated it. Not only did I orchestrate it, I designed it to be that way, and then I empowered it with the Holy Spirit to accomplish right. it. So so um, really, um, it's, it's vital for us to recognize that the enhancement that this worldview of transhumanism wants to provide is already provided. Right. And that, and that, and that enhancement, uh, to help us go from the current existence that we have into a better existence or whatever is actually, uh, completely and wildly separate from what God wants to do in our bodies through his Holy spirit to help us bear the fruit, um, uh, that he talks about in Galatians, uh, to be sanctified in our character, in our set apartness to God and for his, right. uh, um, so really it, it, it's a profoundly, um, it, it, uh, contrasting or, or I should say conflicting worldview. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's pretty, I mean, and what, as you said, the fact that Jesus incarnated, I mean, the physical body is, I mean, it goes into like the theology of the person, like what makes a person a right, person, right? Sure. It's a, the, the physical body is, is part of that. And yeah. you can't really remove that. If you, if you took the consciousness of a fish and put it into a lion, you're like, is that still a fish right. or is it a lion? I mean, right. the, 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 the unity of our soul and our consciousness and our physical body is something that right. is kind of God ordained and escaping that is not really, even as, as you just described, escaping the limitations of our body is not the, the end all be all of right. even God's plan. It's just, he's yeah. going to renew it. Not to mention, imagine that you take the sinfulness of the human heart and as enhancement, you with a sinful motive, you kind right. of transport that sinfulness right. to yeah. a whole new totally. yeah. form of yeah. being. Yeah. Right. So you're basically transferring the brokenness. Right. Yeah. And you're doing it with broken motives. Right. Yeah. You know, or stained, yeah. sin I mean, stained motives. Now you've opened up a whole world of things I'm thinking about. Like, right. how does sin manifest in a digital consciousness right. interacting with another digital consciousness? Yeah. I mean, we've read about, I mean, think about this. I read one, uh, came across one article that, um, that the warning was provided here and in, in, in large part. Um, the 
the one warning in terms of the Christian worldview is that the Christian worldview understands that there is limitless inherent value and dignity of all human beings who are created in the image of God, right? And they're fallen, they're in need of redemption, but God does that redeeming. And he does that redeeming actually by releasing you out of your body and then bringing you uh, 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 what's called a glorified body. So again, the, the corruptible is replaced with the incorruptible. Right. But um, one, uh, this same this same author was, was uh, talking about how in large part, we mentioned this too in our other episode, in large part what this means is that there are human beings who get to create a life that does not include disagreeable right, yeah. versions of people yeah, right, yeah. or can ignore or yeah. live separate from and never interact from an, uh, an undesirable yeah. in their life. Yeah. So, and that could be engineered, that could be um, arranged, it could be filtered right. in the digital form yeah. of who am I exposed yeah. to. I mean, Man, you, <laughs> you basically have... Yeah. You have opened Pandora's box yep. in term in terms of undermining God's desire that everybody who is joined to Jesus becomes one new human being, right. and all the Greeks and Gent the the um the the Greeks and the Romans and the maybe I should say it this way the Hebrews and the Gentiles and the uh, men and women and the haves and have-nots and the Democrats and Republicans all become one new human being because they're joined to Jesus and all those other things that separated right. them are no longer relevant right. because of our union with Jesus, yep. right? So that's that's the opposite of what this worldview does. This worldview creates segments and separations that are by design that you just filter out the things you don't want, right. people you don't want. Yeah, it's funny because we have, there's lots of limitations for the physical body. Like you can't, I mean, you can't just travel to any country you want without a passport. You can't go to a certain place. You can't just walk into a bank vault. Like there's physical limitations, yeah. limitations from based on authority. I mean, it's not, I think a lot of times when you think of, oh, the digital world, if I upload my conscience, I can do whatever I want. It's like, well, there's probably also someone imposing limitations on you there. It's probably just a lot easier to do it because you don't, I mean, we're, we're getting into the hypothetical, but it's yeah. like, but the whole idea, I think people have a, maybe a bit of a, um, a, a, a bit of a naive oh that sounds great because right. look at how great we'll be we can do whatever we want but it's like the sinfulness of humanity still carries on and you're still going to create some levels of oppression and control and yeah. it's not going to be great well, just think of how we approach facebook when you hear people say well i deleted them yeah i unfollowed them yep. even family members i can't i muted my i made muted my parents because right, they're all right. talking about politics sure <laughs> so imagine that yeah. you know and you join the groups you want to be a part of yeah you 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 um unjoin any um, circles that you don't want to hear from anymore, that's already being done. Yep. Imagine being able to relocate yourself or to change your demographic altogether. And, uh, and, and I think as we've seen in these three steps that we've, in terms of these, this logic that you go from um, the morphological, um, um, what do we call that? The morphological, morphological freedom. Freedom yep. to the augmented reality all the way here now to, uh, uploading your consciousness. Um, we're not as far away as we think that we are <laughs> yeah. from that. And every our, single episode we've said that, right? Yeah. We're actually kind yeah. of doing that. And given our different degrees of acceptance of morphological freedom and augmented reality, um, you know, I think that it's a, it's not just a slippery slope. I mean, it's like our feet are in the water and the current is fast. Yeah. yeah. And so it's just a matter of time. Um, so, I mean, we may be more on our way toward this vision for existence um, due to our acceptance of, of other practices and ideas. And I don't quite think it's going to be obvious when it happens. I think right. it's going to be 
uh, I'm just pr- c- total conjecture sure, here. Yeah. I'm just, I, I could imagine it's going to be as um, subtle and easy as, as uh, grabbing a credit card and going from credit card to, a, I'm, I'm going to pay on my phone and yeah. to, hey, now I've got digital currency and now anybody who wants to can say, well, we can't take your currency. In fact, you don't right. have that currency because we shut it off. Right, yeah. Yep. Um, so there you have it. Yep. We're all transhumanists. If you're on social, no, well. Well in our way. Yeah. It's the level of awareness that we need to, to know that we're, again, where the worldviews are coming from and how our worldview should be different. And we can offer solutions to people because these worldviews and this, these ideas are propagated because people are looking for essentially ways to deal with the brokenness of the world and find right. solutions to the things that they're experiencing. And we as Christians can offer something that's even better um, than this counterfeit um, a solution. So now we're going to talk about, again, our personal preferences. I think it was, we were talking about what's a personal preference for this? Well, would we rather have these things happen um, maybe before the world? <laughs> Do we want these to experience we want these things to actually happen or we want the world just to end or do we want our kids to interact with them or do we want to interact yeah. with them? I forget which uh, way we were going, but how about your personal preference of would you rather experience this or do you want the world to end before we experience it? We'll do that one first. I think I'd like to kind of get an eye, get an eye on what's, what it's like. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is kind of fun thinking like it's daunting, but also I mean, your kids are kind of grown. So I'm like, mine are fresh. I'm like, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, crap. Kids. Yeah, I'm like, oh, crap, I got to, this is the world my kids are living in. But right. then also I want to like, I'm like, they're going to be the ones really dealing with this. So I'm going to be that old man just yelling at my TV yeah. or whatever right. I'm yelling at and watching it all go down. Well, yelling at your kid, is that an avatar? Yeah. Take yeah. that off there. Right exactly. Now. You're grounded. You're not even my real kid. You're just a digital <laughs> hologram version. <laughs> my kids don't visit me because there's a yeah. hologram version. Anyways. Um, so I think, I mean, I wouldn't mind before all of the absolute, I mean, that's counter, it's counter. I mean, did I just completely undermine my salt the earth transformation view when I say, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing what it, I'm curious. Yeah. I'm curious. Part of me is like, man, I'd love to be a digital version of my a digital conscious so I could talk to my kids and yeah. you know, as they grow up and right. again, but that's like, like interstellar. Yeah. I mean, just like, Hey dad. Because like, I'm a little bit older, like I'm 41 years old, my, right. my third child's on the way. So by the time they're 25, I'm I'm in my mid 60s, and I'm like, okay, well, yeah. how much longer would I got? Wow. So, oh my gosh, long time you know, once you get on track. Yeah. So, um, anyways, there you go. Transhumanism, three parts: morphological freedom, augmented reality, and uploading your consciousness. Uh, hopefully, it's been informative, um, and hopefully, it's something that um, you have not thought of in a different angle. And hopefully, something that we can speak to our friends and family and people we know uh, as we um, intentionally and thoughtfully navigate the world in which we live. So, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks so much for checking out the Salted Podcast. You can find other episodes and topics on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. Make sure you click follow so you'll get notifications whenever new episodes come out. Thanks for listening.